everybody, welcome to the Toylands Podcast. I'm Tom Romero. Ian Westoff. How you doing today, Ian? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? Got a ton of news. Lots of good stuff to talk uh, about. Lots of stuff. We actually do have a lot of stuff to talk yeah. about. What do you wanna... We got Nesco. We got uh, Ronin. We got WandaVision. WandaVision. Oh, my God. Incredible episode. It, it really was my favorite episode of the whole season. Yeah. It's kind of like... So far. So far, the payoff is coming. Yes. Yeah. You know, it was funny when it, when the title is um, breaking the fourth wall, and I kind of thought to myself when I saw the title, I was like, "What does what does that mean?" And then, of course, you understand it's like a reality show. Where they have to talk to the camera. Um. And I thought the way they handled her kind of melting down was excellent. Um, last week, you explained to me about vision. How mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of like how he's kind of like a reboot in a way. He doesn't remember, and they explain that. Right. Uh, so I, I feel like everything they explained. Um, and same thing you said about um Rambo becoming photon. I kind of better understood that. Or now. Captain Marvel. Or Captain Marvel. Yeah, that that was a little bit easier. Like, since I wasn't familiar with that, I, I kind of understood it better. Um, it was a really good episode. A lot of stuff coming through finally. Um. There's a lot of Easter eggs that I I picked up like one, but there was one uh, the cereal she was eating was called Sugar Snaps, right? Like a reference maybe to Thanos. So this is my idea to Disney, and I'm throwing I'm giving them a free one. They can do this when the show's done. Go back, and if you remember a pop up video from VH1, yeah, have a pop up for every Easter egg. Or thing in there that's going to tie in continuity to the Marvel Universe, and then release it again so we can binge it. Yeah, and for now, and I think for now on, that's what they should do for everything Marvel. Pop up Easter eggs or make up their own name, but like uh, because you know, like I picked up a few things, but I mean, you don't. You were just explaining before about a lot of things that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think that would be helpful. And then, of course, there's the theory of um, what's going on. Did you see this the the scene at the end of the credits? Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, that was interesting. So um, I don't know if we should discuss. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, I just want to throw this up real quick. There you just go. So we don't get yelled at. Oh, so- tell me. You spelled that wrong. And uh, vision sport. Oh shoot, I did. Sorry, folks. <laughs> I'm going on the fly here. So, you know what else was kind of interesting? I want to know who that child was on that milk carton. Yes, I thought at first it was one of the kids, her kids, and I was like, no, probably not. But maybe it's like you said, it's Agatha's kid. You said uh, she has a son, right? She does. I'm thinking it might be Pietro. But PH dead. I could be wrong. And this version. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true too. But he, there was that scene where he looked dead, like that flash right before she yeah she shoots him out. So I think you know, this is one of the rumors I I heard, and I, I kind of fall into this category because I don't know much else about it. Mm-hmm. Theories are that he is um, Mephisto, and I, right, but I. I don't know. I, I think that that's too easy. He, uh, the reason why I say that is one, 
the way he appears when when she's thought of him dead, how he looks, shut up, to the comment about the accent, where it's like, hey, where's your accent? And she says it back to him. It's almost like right. he's catching her. And in three... Yeah, he's testing her. Right. At the, in the end of the, of the episode, that, that the last credit scene, it's him. So if he's not Mephisto, then he's working, obviously, with um, Agnes or Ag whatever her name is. Agatha Harkness, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so somehow I knew he... it was her. I mean, I mean, any Marvel comic fan knew it was her. But I already knew the it was way her. the way they presented her, I thought it was amazing. She... <laughs> like it, when, when the very last end, I I was screaming at the TV. She was like, "I killed Sparky." I was, I was like, "I that. knew it." When, when it was like a month, the monster song in a way. Yeah, that's how like reminded me of in this episode. Check this out. Agatha's house is the exact same house or the exact same setup as the bewitched house. Now, the thing at the basement was interesting with like the purple vines or something. Right. You want to talk about the black hole? Black hole. There is a book. Apparently, there's six or nine books. I'm going to get emails. Um, one of the books was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, this book is somehow connected or has created the multiverse. Folks, if I'm wrong, let me know. Please email me because I don't want to steer you wrong. And now that we're talking about it, I also want to apologize for last week's episode. I actually heard that the last episodes were going to be an hour long. Obviously, they're not. Yes, Tommy. Yeah. I, was I, 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 I watched it. And I was like, that was an hour? That's what I thought too. I was like, "Wait, something's like, wrong." That's really good. That was a fast hour. Yeah, yeah. So, so I apologize, folks. However, I did hear that the season finale or the the last episode will be an hour. Uh, Cumberbatch. So these books, though, if they created the multiverse, I thought the multiverse was created because of. Um... I don't know too much of the story. I just know one of those books is missing, and it plays a big part. In the magical realm of, of Marvel. I'd like to know if one of those books would be from um, the library with, with Wong in, um, where was he, in Kathmandu? Possible. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Right? We're, we're just one they of said, the books. Someone said that it, the book was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., hmm. the ABC show. I don't. I never saw Agents of Shield, so I don't know too much about it. But um, my guess, with, they're like um, that's that's one of the Easter eggs or one of the the main goals. My guess is with Strange coming in, he's gonna save her. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't think she's gonna be the villain. I think she's gonna go villain. He'll save her, put her in some kind of catatonic state, and then it'll continue in the next movie where. He'll bring her back to normal, and then that'll work into the whole night, whatever the name of the movie is, Nightmare Dreamscape, whatever. Um, uh, which I think is probably the best. You know, kind of leave it on a cliffhanger. It's like, oh, great, I'm gonna see this movie. No, I'm gonna see it. Um, well, I, I'm thinking the whole series is gonna end on a cliffhanger anyway. Um, yeah, and now let me ask you this: Who do you think is the Luke Skywalker level guest star. Because we already know Doctor Strange is going to be in it. So it's not going to be him. I well, have a crazy theory. And I know I'm known for my crazy theories. 
like you know Donatello was the last Ronin that <laughs> that went out. I've been following RJ um, Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, social media. Now he said he's done with Marvel, but on the same breath, he was like, "Don't count me out," or you know, "I'm not gonna leave." You know, don't. Basically, he said he's done with Marvel, but yet not so much done with Marvel. I think we're talking you... about multiverses now. I, I I'm just gonna throw it out there. Is a rumor. This is a rumor here. I'm throw it out there, Tom. Just a rumor. I'm thinking it might be uh, Tony Stark. It, you know, as a as a multiverse character, it could be interesting because he could be so many different types of of an individual personality wise. Right. It, but it also could be um, some kind of holographic image that was implanted in Vision. You know, maybe for like a reboot of the system that he he mentions Jarvis. So maybe that'll get triggered somehow. And I don't know. Now just, here's just another thing. Test. I'm or, glad you brought. I'm glad you brought that up. What, All what, right, what, finish what, your what, thought. I got another one. Or I think uh, maybe Wanda could bring him for a moment, or or Stark, or, or not Stark, or Strange can kind of like channel him for a moment. But I don't know. I, I honestly have no no. I, I don't. I can't even guess anymore because I'm always wrong. Here's or, something. Here's something that that kind of bugged me a little bit about the episode. So Darcy, Darcy knows the whole Marvel saga. Yeah, she was part of it in a way, yeah. Right, but she was... How did she know about the creation of Vision? How did she know that Tony Stark and Bruce Banner made him out of uh, vibranium? You know, how did she know about... She was telling Vision a lot of information that... How did? How was she privy to? That could have been something that was just... You know, written off screen. You what, know, she was just hanging out and just, you know. Well, she saw the movies, but like, what I mean is like the character could have, you know, somehow advanced. Like, why is she there to begin with? You can go with that angle that, like, you know, somehow for whatever reason she was there, she had, she had gathered that information and became on another level of, of intelligence. Right. But who? I, I'm just trying to, to, connect the dots here like does thor really have that big of a mouth he he told you know darcy his girlfriend's you know best friend but they're not even they're not even together right that's what i'm saying like how does how does darcy have all this information you know she's not um nick fury's uh right hand woman um her you know like Um, her i could see having all that information but but Darcy, I mean, she, you know, again, she's just by the end, her degree. By the end of Infinity War, maybe just a lot of Infinity War, end of Endgame, maybe a lot of that information just came out after Ultron, or maybe after Ultron, a lot of that information just came out. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to connect the dots, but it just. I think sometimes hard time. there's some dots you don't need to connect, or there. A lot of the things. Yeah, but that's like let's that's put it like Ant Man's little girl, or. Even Peter Parker showing up and, you know, just be like, yeah, you know, Ultron did this, that, and the other thing. I was like, well, well where were you? It, you could do it like this. You could say between either Star- New Hope, Star Wars, and Empire, or Empire and Jedi, certain things happen. 
So the emperor finds out who Luke Skywalker is, that he, you know, you know, like he's the son of Skywalker. How did they find that out? Whether, you know, granted there's comic books, extended universe novels, et cetera, that explain that as far as the film is concerned, it happened in between those periods. You know, there's like, here's New Hope, here's Empire. And in between is that time where the Empire finds out who he is. Between Empire and Jedi, Luke goes back to Yoda to learn more of his training, I would imagine. So we don't see it, but you hear a brief snippet. And, and it could be something along those lines where it's such a tiny dot to be connected to that you can't because you're just supposed to take take it as knowledge for the show. I don't know. I think it's a, too much of a stretch. But, I, I mean, they needed someone like Darcy, I guess. Yeah, they just needs they needed a character with some kind of, um, you know, scientific or STEM background, and uh, they figured, hey, let's bring Darcy in. Yeah, I loved Wanda in this episode. Like, yeah. it, I'm a I love Modern Family, and her just waking up in you know her costume and going downstairs talking to the camera. I was like, that's awesome. Even even Vision's part was awesome too. He <laughs> he's sitting here and he's like. Why am I talking? Why am I talking to you? This is absurd. <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. Right? Uh, I'm out. <laughs> you know. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, we finally see the introduction of Photon, the future Captain Marvel. You know, yeah. she's supposed to lead the Avengers. Guess we'll find out. You know, in the next. I'm actually curious to see what costume they give her. Cause that black and white costume she had in the comics that that looked actually kind of cool. I like the you know. And again, it's always the thing of something looks good drawn, but when you try to bring it forth on like the, the big screen, it doesn't really go well. It's, right, it's like Scarlet Witch, her outfit yeah. wouldn't have worked, or even Wolverine, the yellow and blue. Yeah, you know, but um, or Quicksilver when you looked at. That was funny. As when it, yeah, the, yeah. It, you would be like, yeah, that's kind of how it would look, you know. So, you know, sometimes it's better to kind of go, you know. Some people might disagree, but that, you know, that's cool. It's, I uh, you know, it's also Aquaman. You know, he had that camouflage water blue outfit. You know, it's like it's, you never saw that one. Like he, mm-hmm. so you know, he's normally known for orange and green. Right. He had like a blue one at one point. Oh, um, it's weird. But um, so yeah, so. So the commercial, the depressed girl. <laughs> yeah. Right, what was Nexus? That- Nexus. Now, Nexus has something to do with the multiverse. Now, people are speculating that the 616 Nexus, Wanda is, or here, I'm, I'm explaining it wrong. The 616, Wanda is the Nexus 4. Okay. Now, she, she's kind of like other, right. There's other multiver- multiverses where Krang or Krang Kang is the nexus for that universe. Mm. So it was interesting to see that she takes the pill, you know, and gets all <laughs> like, better. I like all the side effects that they, they list, like any other, you know, medication commercial. Yeah. You know what I am curious about? So in the opening thing with, you know, Wanda, 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 they show, a, it, not the license plate, but they showed something with a bunch of numbers on top. Yes. 
I, I was of, curious. Yeah, I was curious. Uh, something about to do with Stan that. Lee, I think. Oh, okay. There's been a lot of um. I've seen a lot of things on Instagram, and mm-hmm. honestly, I have not stopped to look, other than to see his picture there. And then, like, my I'm thinking, oh, okay, something to do with Stan Lee, and just keep going because I just kept going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no excuse, Tom. I didn't do my homework. Um. But, I'm yeah. excited for these last two episodes. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to see. I mean, shoot. I knew Agatha. I mean, everybody did. You know, we all knew who she was. But I did love how they presented her, though. But um, they, you knew it, like you said. Um, I didn't because I didn't know anything about her. But so, like, I knew because of what you said. But then they kind of play her midway as kind of she's like one of the scared residents. Right, and well, I knew like, she was. Faking. I guess they were. Yeah. She was faking in that car. I flat out knew that. Yes. So, what was though with those purple vines? There's like, in you know, okay, that's that's what I'm a little curious about. Maybe Infinity Stone, because there's another rumor possibly. is that the stones are coming back. Yeah, possibly. Um, I mean, it's a good theory, but I think they're trying to. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe they're trying to combine both uh, the science aspect of the of the Infinity Gems with the mystical aspects of Marvel. So yeah, that'd be, be pretty cool. Could yeah. be, yeah, something just as that. Right, right. But uh, so good times ready? all around. Yeah, you ready for some turtle talk? I am. Let me. Okay, let's talk some go. turtles. Last Ronan. Oh, okay. So, yes, so this good. Pre- Particular copy. I gotta share this with the audience because this is how insane I am. So last week, and I swear to you, last week I said, even if I have to go to UPS or get it yourself to get it myself, that's exactly what happened. I don't know if he's a fan, I don't know if he listens to us, but I showed up on Tuesday. I was in the neighborhood because the from where I'm at, the closest comic book store is about an hour away. So I was in the area, and I showed up on Tuesday. Now, I, I used to work at a comic book store, so I know, you know, when they get their books. So as I came in, you know, can I just get my copy? I'm not going to tell anyone. I promise. You know, all I want is to save myself an hour trip back and forth, or a two-hour trip. So the guy's telling me, well, you know, we've had snow and stuff. All our stuff got delayed. I was like, what is the account? number and where do you get your bucks from so i go to um i go another hour out of my way to to i'm not gonna say which one but they're where they get their books from it's a hub so at the hub i'm like here's my account number this is who i am you know just you know can i have my stuff so they were delighted it was like yeah we're sorry we can deliver it blah 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 so Thank goodness the truck was already there so they can unload it. So they gave me the guy's shipment. I drive back to his store. I'm like, here's your stuff, man. All I want is that last one. One copy. So he was up and he's, you know, so thankful. He's like, hey, thanks a lot. And here, just take the the book. So I was so elated to get it on Tuesday. I could not take my eyes off of it. I mean, the Raphael cover is great. This is the cover that I love. I don't know why. I mean, I, it's a beautiful cover. 
has everything. Nice. If I was a turtle, this is what I'd hope I'd look like. It's gritty. It's you know the shadows. It's it's nice. Yeah, yeah. Sophie Campbell, excellent artist. So let's get into it. So overall, did you like it? I loved it. It's sad. Yeah, I mean, yes. So it, the overall thing was I'm and well, let me let me maybe because I'm maybe because I'm getting older. But I was like, you know what? I know it's not glamorous. I know it's not fantastic. But whatever happened to just riding into the sunset? You know. Well, I mean, I that's mean, what this book is about. It's yeah, but well, yeah, I guess so in a way, because it seemed like it depends on the like Raphael. Raphael's end was so tragic. If you think about it, you know, to me, that's not going out into sunset. To me, that's no. just. But that's you know doing probably what how what you have to do. That's probably how he would have went out anyway, because personality wise. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into that, was this book? Did it have a different artist than the first one? No, same guys. The same artist. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, although I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, let's. I'm screwing this up, folks. I'm so sorry. Here so, we go. This very old school. You know who did this? Uh, it's got to be uh, Eastman. Yeah. As I thought, yeah. I mean, beautiful. This this actually makes it feel like a Mirage book. It is. It's a nice use of like black and white and gray. Yeah, it's it's a it's a Mirage turtle book. That's yeah. So you know, the, that's, essentially, in this book, Mikey uh, wakes up. Um, he's with um, sorry, he's with uh, April, right. and we we see a few things. We see that April has. Prosthetic, prosthetic arm and leg, which we don't know why yet. Right. Um, well, they they do kind of allude to that. Apparently, there was some sort of explosion. Yes. So we're gonna in the next couple issues. Um, she looks here. Let's uh, let's just real quick go in order. So right. so so the turtles are uh, they got jumped. They're on the way to Casey and April's to right, celebrate their engagement party. Engagement. Right. They got jumped. And then Splinter's badly injured. He, they put him on the table. Donatello's losing it. Right. Cause yeah. F- f- yeah. He's actually, for the first time, not um, thinking clearly about anything. Unders- yeah. He doesn't. Right. Raph's just a mess of anger and, and probably guilt. And um, Leo comes back. You know, he, he comes in finally saying that he, he lost them. And Raph's like, I want to go now. And. Um, right. He's like, no, not yet. And of course, he sneaks off. He sneaks off. Now, um, th- just look at the picture of him. He's like bloodied up. You know, he's, he's, taking and, the and yeah. And this isn't even, it's like the page worst one. of this. <laughs> like, right. So he goes to battle. Um, and he, you know, he, he what was actually cool is when he starts going there and you see him taking out the, uh, the foot one by one, you know, you just see like one guy go oh, down, yeah. he, you know, that down. part was pretty cool. Yeah. And then, um, and of course he gets into the fight with, uh, Kyra. Is that how you pronounce it? Or it was Karai. Karai. Thank you. It was pronounced that wrong. And that's where he dies. They fall in the water and right. he, uh, he stabs her in the back. Uh, and there we are. I wanted to ask you about that. You picked up on Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Eastman and Laird. I love that, that was, little. Yeah, that's cute. yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. I'm I'm so like glad that's there. Mm-hmm. I think they're eating pizza too. Um, so 
he stabs her, but I don't think she dies from what I've read online. Well, what happens is, I mean, that's her in Oroko's well, sorry, again, uh, yeah. regeneration chamber, whatever yes. it is. You know, so here, yeah, they go in the water. So I guess know, he they're... sinks to the bottom of the river. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe they'll show us later on. But... but I mean, it's, it's, I mean, this is it. You know, he, she grabs that, that dagger, whatever it's called, and just goes right into underneath him. Right. You know, I mean, it, it's just hard. What I found interesting is that since Mikey woke up from that fall and we learned a few things, we learned that the, um, mutation in them has still grown. Yeah, um, it's, it's making them and, feel quicker. And, uh, and again, he's they look he's, more he's muscular. Very, he's very suicidal, even in in this book. Especially, yeah, and this is kind of like what starts it all. Um, right. Where first he thinks, he's I like, guess this is over. Yeah. He, well, and it's, and it's kind of like you know you, you kind of feel his pain because like you know he just lost his family. Right. Oh, like, and it's probably survivor's guilt as well. It's like, why, why am I still here? You know. And then and um, the, his body, the mutation itself, just is not giving up. He's like, right, you're not, you're he not dying. Yeah. And you know, like when he comes across these people, and they come across him in the cave, and you know, they're just like there to kill for the the, the pleasure of it. Right. Um. I did like something which we touched upon in the first issue, whereas he was hearing voices. I like how we see the voices, the picture of them at sitting at the table. Right. With the tea, the tea. And he's like talking to them, but uh, he's talking to himself, but right. it was, it was, it was presented really creatively. I really enjoyed that part. And we also learn who um, from the first book, when they say, Hey Jones, somebody stole whatever yep. we learned, we learned. So that's, um, April and Casey's daughter, right? Um, Casey, Casey, I thought, and, and, and I thought that was a cute nod. Look how built Mikey is compared to what he normally looks like. Just in this picture alone, he's much more muscular from the mutation. He's, you know, he's Clint older. Eastwood. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's grizzled. He's he's scars and all that stuff. But um, I like when she's like, "Aren't you supposed to be the funny one?" And you know, he's um. You There's can, a lot. How can you be funny at it? You know. Oh, after all that, of course. There yeah. was um. One other point. I think you just showed a picture before this. What was that picture, Tom? This one. Yes. So Fugitoid, right? Mm-hmm. So somehow he's involved, which I didn't expect. Well, here's what I want to get into. What explosion? Now they allude to it. But I'm thinking, I wonder if that's how Casey died. Yes. So maybe, may, well, I'm going to throw this out there. Maybe it's, um, so she sends the foot out or, you know, she's, the truce they had is over, obviously. Maybe they go to the second time around store and maybe that's, they sort of a fight breaks out and that's where the explosion happens. And that's where Casey dies. And possibly Leo, because of that cover for issue three, right. which is a beautiful cover of the mask hanging off the katana. Now, I don't know if that's what's going to happen. I'm just throwing that out there. It's a great cover, by the way. 
Um, so you're saying you're thinking second time is the rubble? I think. I don't know, but I think. Right. Um, it looks like by like some kind of apartment building anyway, because you got balconies uh, throwing right. it out there, you know. Um, for this is an excellent second issue. Um, I loved it. Yeah, you, you I mean, this. I mean, it. It did what it needed. It was to do. so. It was so beautiful the way they orchestrated it, and by right. that, you have Ben Bishop on the flashbacks. That's fantastic. Then Kevin Eastman out of nowhere tells Mikey's new tale, and there was never a word of him illustrating anything. Is that correct? Like nobody knew he was in a. No, I don't. I Maybe don't, a cover. I but, never. You know. I right. So, I never. I didn't think two, he was going to do an interior. Right. So issue two answers questions issue one gave us. Right. It set up questions for issue three and left us on a cliffhanger. Like what better way for a second issue in a miniseries to perform than that? That is what a comic should do in a miniseries. Each one is like a step to the end and not every miniseries. I'm going to say 99%. I think a miniseries never do that. But this really, it was like, here's issue one, boom, here's your homie answers, and here's some questions. And it's like, it builds you up for the, for the next one. It's like, well, we just learned that Splinter most likely died in this issue. Right. And who's Dr. Lee, by the way? Who they're taking? Oh. They were supposed to take Splinter to see a Dr. Lee or something. Like oh, that? he knows about them. Okay. He's so he's like, yeah, he's okay. an actual doctor, doctor. So we know Raph dies. Most likely Splinter's going to die in this issue. So it's like, okay, we, so there's two turtles left. But it's also like, who's dying next? And how did she get hurt? And what does Fugitroid have to do with this? And where's Casey? And it gave us so many more questions while answering so much. You know, it's it was just like really the perfect comic. And if this all goes like this, to is it five or six issues? Six. Okay. So if it does all six issues is like this, and six because it's the final tally of everything, or maybe even a possible future for this turtle. This is this could be like the perfect miniseries. Well, I'll be honest with you, IDW would have to be completely idiotic not to continue this story. To Unless like, I mean well, from what from the rumors I've heard. It may be a prequel to the last Ronin. So, with that being said, I, I'm kind of scared that Mikey might die in issue six. So this I hope you, not. So, wait, you think this is the prequel? No, no. They, they said that if they continue with this series, oh, okay, it may be a prequel to the last Ronin. Well, I don't think that's so much terrible because. Well, I don't. I, I, I don't want to see him die yet. Like I said, no. I don't I don't want to see where my characters have been. I want to see where they're going. But something like this is a wonderful amalgam of all of it. Like we get where they're coming from. We're seeing how Mikey's gonna, you know, continue on and move forward with his life. Along with April. I mean, that's that's great that he's not he's alone, but not completely alone. Yeah. You know, we meet Casey, and I'm sure she's going to grow up to be a big part of his life as well. So I'm really, I'm really hoping he doesn't die at the end of issue six. I think you could actually have an ongoing book with Mikey. 
as right, right. Exactly. That's what you I'm know, saying. Yeah. I, I would maybe, love to see that. April might die throwing it out there. Um, but I think Casey will be around, but it will be interesting because it's not like there wouldn't be things for him to do as right. like, you know, so like you, you, you could do this and you could do a crossover with the, the regular ITW book. And I'll, see, I think that would hurt it though. Well, you know what it is? Because like, I want to, I, I may be selfish, but to me, this is considered a Mirage book. I know IDW puts it out, but to me, this is a Mirage book. I think crossing it over would just do a disservice. What if they had book. Renee come in with the Time Scepter and do it? Yeah. It's kind of, ter- it's kind of a Mirage, though. <laughs> well, still, yeah. So, I, I just, right now, I I like the feel of it. That is it, kind of like. It's very grounded. Right. You know, I don't. I know Fugitoid is kind of well, is from- going to go into that. You know what the turtles have always been into. You know space and aliens and things right. like that. And I'll, you know, I'm curious. I'll, I'll take the ride. And if it does end up like that, so be it. But right now, I like the fact that it's grounded, self-contained. You know, I I, I want to see more of Mikey's journey. You know, I mean. You what got you, me is he, he he's trying to kill himself twice. Right. He doesn't talk about it. I mean, obviously we know why. And you know, we're we're getting this aspect from this warrior that wants to give up. You know, he wants to end it all, but he can't do it until until his enemy or whoever the last Roku is done. Well, that's not we don't know if in a way, he can't like the mutagen would even let him as well. You know. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's um, a good point too. So that's like, you know, like it's like Wolverine wanted to be dead, and and he, he can't because his healing factor stopping him. In the most basic forms, I'll throw that out there. Well, Wolverine did die. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So in the bit, but you you get kind of understand what I meant. Um, the one thing I like is that so if you read the IDW book, I really feel like that book is about family. And that's what Mikey's all about. Right. And so it, the fact that he's the last Ronin of his family, he's the last turtle left, you know, last son, that really, that sense of family that Mikey has, that's got to also hurt him so much. You know, like, he, well, he didn't see Raph die, but he, one by one, his brothers are dying. His father died. It looks like his friends are going to die. Right. And that's got to, like, Besides the survivor's guilt, all there's probably so many layers of guilt and anger and rage and depression that he has that it's like, you know, and, and again, he's supposed to be the funny one. So it's like, um, what a arc for a character to go through. Yeah. Which I wonder if they do find his body like down the line. It would be interesting. I mean, the, he has a size unless they're just other size Raph had or whatever. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But, that's a good point. You no, know, how issue six ends could really be interesting as the character's story, as Michelangelo's story. And one last thing, I don't want to like keep going on and on, but like if, if you've read like your, your Joseph Campbell and your hero, hero of a thousand faces and the hero's journey, this is kind of like reminds me of it in a way. Um, and it, it, I, I never, 
really expected this out of a from a comic book. Um, well, maybe not in a long time. I guess there's yeah. I was gonna say because there's some there's some books that, out obviously that yeah. Do that. But when's the last like? Can you remember the last time you read a comic that like actually like lit the fire in you like this? Oh yeah. Besides the, issue one, like the when's last, the last the last issue of Why the Last Man? Okay, so how many years ago is that? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, so it's been it's, it's been a while decade, at least. So. Like I can't remember the last time I read a comic that was just like like oh my god I can't believe it you know so yeah that's a great thing it's like seeing a movie like you see Star Wars in the theater it changed people's lives I was two when Star Wars came out so even though I'm, I'm obviously a huge Star Wars fan I didn't get that theater experience until I saw the Fellowship in the Ring and it just like I'm a huge Tolkien fan and it just like destroyed my I was like whoa um. So that's, I think what you felt with issue one, where you were like, I want to read it again to get that feeling. Mm -hmm. That's how I have about this issue. So I think I kind of understand what you're meant now, which is, you know, well done to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Take a bow. I mean, I, I can't wait for issue three. It it was worth the wait and the delays. Yes. Even though I'm very, very hopeful that no more delays and I can't wait for the uh, director's cut. In March, yeah. oh, so issue one, right? Yes, so hopefully that won't have any delays. I can't wait for the trade in the end. And and here's here's something else. I'm hoping NECA's listening, Randy. If you're out there, make this figure, please. They do some amazing stuff, and you know what? I'll even settle for a Playmates figure. Not that yes. there's anything wrong with Playmates; they're very nice to yes, us. Sir. I love their stuff. I just want to see your last Ronin figure. How about I've this? seen customs. Yeah. I want an official one. How about a Playmates, a NECA, and a Mondo? Everybody make one. I don't oh that that's a try that's a hat trick right there. Right there. Boom. Done. Maybe one more for to represent each turtle, but sure. Well, you can get the whole series. I mean, you can have uh, you know, I don't want to insult anybody, but you can have, you know prosthetic arm april or you know yeah well with casey and yeah uh, casey i mean mean, sky's the limit with this book yeah who knows what else is coming too yes like i don't know i can't i'll be honest with you kevin said he'll be back on the show with us kevin eastman i can't wait till issue six so we could sit down and actually discuss it and who knows by that time maybe We'll actually see some stuff coming down the line, you know, like yes, maybe yeah. a new series. You know, I mean, it takes at least a year, depending on what company you use, or, to make a figure. So who knows? Maybe there is a last Ronin figure that we don't so know about. Maybe yet. get the announcement or get an announcement uh, of the comic that, being. That would be uh, so great. Right. And another, the last Ronin continuing somehow comic form would be nice. So maybe we'll get an announcement sooner or later. Yeah. And here's a spoiler for issue three. Oh, I did not see the spoiler. Who's yeah. that dude? Uh, I guess he's part of the new foot. Maybe he's the new, the new captain for uh, Oroku. Maybe. But look in the background. You see all those pictures? Yes, I was just looking at that. Well, that actually reminds me when um, in the comic when the when when this, they said you know, you failed to. Whatever he says to the guy, your your new p- title is um, you have one. You only allowed to fail once and bringing me back. 
the turtles. And if not, you're going to happen to what it's going to happen to you. It's going to happen to the, the guy before you. And of course, right. just this mutilated head with like ravens pecking at it. I was like, whoa, dude. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's for keeps. He, this, he, there's no joke. Yeah. No. And that's great. I, I that's beautiful. You know, yes, I, yes, I, he's a foe. I want a super, not a super villain, but I want a villain villain. Yeah, no. you don't want some little. I don't want to. I don't want to see him like at the last moment be like, "Uh, all right, I'm gonna let you live." No, I want a hardcore, evil guy. That yeah. you know, I want. I want Mikey's stakes to be elevated because, let's face it. Well, hopefully, Mikey will win, but that victory will be so much sweeter if it comes from someone that evil. And you know, it's interesting for the first time when you say. Hopefully Mikey wins. You just don't know if he's going to or not. Not in this book. And just no. about in every comic book, you can of course he's gonna win. But like in this book, you really don't know. Yeah. And his like, his stakes, I mean, his stakes are pretty high. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know what direction they're taking it at, but if he does die, I hope it's not by his own hand. Yeah, yeah. Um and how great is that that we have a comic book that you just can't predict. Yeah. I mean, again, it's going back to. Well, it's an adventure story. You know, this is what I feel is missing from comics right now. Yeah. You know, everybody has an agenda. You know, this is a this is a character driven story. That's the only agenda they have is yeah. let's tell the best turtle story we can tell. Right. And so far, you know, it's like two out of two. So let's get into news. News. Yep. 43 minutes, I'm going to count it down. So once the spoiler warning goes away, it's safe, kids. <laughs> so Todd McFarland has been a busy boy. He just announced Spawn Universe. This it will be his interconnected Marvel-like universe featuring every Spawn character that's ever been created, medieval Spawn. King spawn, some new spawns, she spawn. So but aren't all the spawns in the same world or no? They are. That's his whole point. You know how like Spider-Man can meet Thor? That's right. what so, so, so these are, are people all who, interconnected. Who, who who became a spawn in a way. Right. Okay. But they're all meeting on the on the same, same place. Same place. Right. Okay. Some, some, so the, a lot of them are coming up from the past in a way. Like well, I think just, yeah, just Al Simmons. Okay. So the plan will be featured four ongoing books starring multiple spawn characters and will include Gunslinger Spawn, who later on will just be referred to as Gunslinger, Redeemer. I have to get back into spawn because the last issue I remember, Redeemer turned into Reaper. So now he's got angel wings. I, I got to follow up on that. My favorite medieval spawn and she spawn. Now McFarlane plans to expand the spawn universe with interconnectivity, continuity storylines and team ups. However, he did mention that you don't have to collect all the books to get the story. That's pretty cool. A one shot is planned for August that will introduce the characters. And then in October will be the second spawn book King spawn. And later on throughout the year, we'll see the Gunslinger and the Scorched, 
which is kind of like the Spawn Avengers book. You know, all the Spawn oh. characters are going to okay. be together. And that starts in December. Now, rotating creators include J. Scott Campbell, Mark Silvestri, Art Adams, Donnie Cates, Frank Quietly, Greg Capullo, Jimmy Chung, Sean Gordon Murphy, Mike Del Mundo, Sean Alexander, Brett Booth, Carlo Barbary, Javier Fernandez, Dave Finch, Puppeteer Lee, Sean Lewis, Ben Oliver, and Marcio Takara. I mean, he's got everybody in comics working on this. Yeah. So congratulations to him. And then there is a resurgence of Spawn ever since the, the success of his Kickstarter Spawn. I mean, this is great. He's got a movie. And some are saying he's doing this because he wants to make multiple Spawn movies. I don't know too much about that, but that Kickstarter Spawn just reignited the flame for Spawn. So that's what great. Is the status of the movie? Limbo right now. Okay. I think, I think him and Blum, Blumhouse, Blumhouse, I think they're still looking for Still working on it. Okay. I think right, that, and then again, you got COVID on top of it. So yeah, so. I think that's the only thing right now that's that's stopping kind of is, preventing it, is yeah. financing. And speaking of Kickstarter spawn, if you live in Taiwan, apparently there is a problem with shipping. All orders for Kickstarter spawn are that are being shipped to Taiwan are stuck in customs. McFarland Toys has sent out an email regarding the. The status, so check your spam if you live in Taiwan. Mm. And now, get this. This is right up your alley. McFarland Toys is doing some Mickey Mouse characters. Yeah. So the, it's um, based on a, vid or a, yeah, a video game that's on your cell phone. The Disney Mirrorverse. Yes. Which will have figures that are 5, 7, and 12 inches. Um, which is actually, I wonder if that means, does that mean three different series of figures in those size or characters that could be those probably, size? So, probably characters. Like, so Goofy would be characters. taller than... Right. right. Here's some of the characters that they were interested so in. So this is the Mirrorverse. I'm taking it. Yeah, it's based on a video game. Okay. Interesting. But uh, I would love to see a Mickey Mouse from McFarland. How cool is that? Uh, you know, he's known for his detail, so I'm trying to think like how they can detail a toy of Mickey Mouse much. He'll probably be more cartoony. I don't, I don't, I don't expect to see, see like the, the mouse hairs and, or something. Like yeah, that. I don't expect to see Mickey like with a with whisker crawl and yeah, be like, you know, although, although if I can just throw this out there, I would like to see a Mickey Mouse spawn figure, like a variant that'd be pretty cool. Um, I think so. Yeah, there's probably a custom out there somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, probably. That's a good point. And speaking of more news out of McFarland, like I said, he's been busy. He's got more figures coming from the multiverse, including Hal Jordan Green Lantern, Etragon the Demon, the Captain Marvel Shazam, Dark Knight Returns Batman. I love the Dark Knight. I love anything by Frank Miller. And I can't wait to see his version of the Dark Knight. And now, here's some interesting trivia. Did you know, Ian, that Todd McFarlane did not only some of the inks, but also some of the backgrounds as a young artist 
on The Dark Knight Returns. I did not know that. Yeah. Apparently, what happened was he knew Klaus Johnson, Jansen, excuse me, and I forget how the story goes, but they they knew each other. He was falling behind on Frank's inks, and he just gave Todd a bunch of pages. He's like, hey, can you help me out? And Todd, uncredited, just started going to work on it. So how cool is that? Interesting. I yeah. did. I, I had no idea about that. That's very interesting. Yeah. So Super 7 gave us an update on their Disney line. How beautiful is that? That's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, I love the Sorcerer's Apprentice, especially yeah. Mickey as a wizard. Yeah, I'm a sucker for wizards. So... The Disney Ultimates from Super 7 will hopefully ship. Brian's very confident that we'll start seeing these guys this summer. That's going to be great. Yeah, they're on track. I can't wait to get my my Mickey Mouse. I mean, it's going to be great. Super 7 has also released their schedule for shipping Transformers Ultimates. Now, Wave 1 will include Ghost Starscream, Optimus Prime, Bombshell, Bonsai Tron that we've all seen. Wave 2 in the summer will feature G1 Megatron, G1 Grimlock in Dino Mode, Bludgeoned from the Pretenders, Tracks from G1. Then later on in the fall, Tarn from IDW Comics, the Tank Megatron from Generation 2, Alligator Con from G1, and Rekgar from the Junkions G1. So I'm really looking forward to those. And then, Ian, if you can take the last one, I need a sip of water. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm sorry. I lost my place. <laughs> uh, the Infinity Train? No, uh, Thundercats. Thundercats. Uh, my apologies. So Super 7 is also giving you a second chance at Thundercats Wave 1, Lino, and Panthro. They will both be available for $45, and Mumra will be available for 60 uh, they will ship in the fall just in time to have it. Figure, just that, uh, I'm sorry, folks. They will ship in time to have, so you can have your figures with the Thunder Tank. Um, so, oh, sorry, folks. I'm back. Okay. Good news for people who are who missed that toy. Oh, Thundercats are back. Now, I, I know Brian hates us, but I can't wait for Silverhawks now. <laughs> now, book four. If you've been following the animated series Infinity Train, just got approved by HBO Max for book four. Now, I've seen the first two books. I've seen part of three. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't that crazy about part three. I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed part one and two. Part one was a great setup. Part two actually fed off part one, which was great, but... I uh, I lost track at part three. I don't even know what it is, so I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I don't have um, the channel, and I uh, never heard so, of it before. Okay, so the way the concept goes, uh, real quick. And can you believe this was on Cartoon Network during the kids' version? So something traumatic happens in your life. Okay, <laughs> you're you've done something that you're not proud of. You somehow end up on this train. It's kind of like a purgatory train. You look at your hand, it has a number. Basically, in order to get off the train, your number has to reach zero. Okay. So you're going through the train, and you try and figure out any way to correct what happened in your life 
or a lesson that you need to learn in order for your number to go down to zero. Once okay. your number goes down to zero, you go back to your normal life, a better person per se. Okay. Yeah, now the first deep. two, yeah, super deep. Now it, it reminded me a lot of Adventure Time, that type of of storytelling, like things that you know stick with you. And by stick, so spoilers. There's a scene in book one where the hero of the story meets, um, or actually gets copied. She actually gets copied, and the robotic version or synthesoid version of her wants to live her, a life of her own. Hmm. So the the hero from episode one goes on with her life, but leaves behind a part of her in the synthesoid. The synthesoid also wants to lead her life. So she tries to figure out a way to get off the train. Very compelling, excellent story. Book three, I just couldn't get into. You know, that's that's my spoiler review. If you can disagree with me, I hope you enjoy it. But uh, I am kind of curious to see what book four is. I may give book three another try. Oh, so Wednesday Adams. Um, if you're an Adams Family fan, that's pretty tough to say actually. Um, Tim Burton's going to be making his TV directing debut on Netflix um, with a show based on Wednesday. Now, from uh, first off, I love the poster, um, especially that she's playing that with a knife. It's just very odd. So it kind of fits up the Adams Family's alley. The interesting. So she's going to be um, a, a teenager. Um, going to a school from what I, <laughs> bless you, sir. Going to go going to a school called Nevermore, oh, Nevermore Academy. Shoot. Sorry, that's right. We all cough. Um, so, like, she's going to be attending school in Nevermore, um, and so it's more, I guess, going to be based on her, and maybe the Adams will be here and there. Obviously, the first issue episode when they bring it to school. Maybe that's where Morticia group went to school or something, or even Gomez. Christina Ricci has been that rumor forever because she played oh, Wednesday so and excellent. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, this is the only thing I can say what I would like to see. And I, I don't know if I'm alone with this one. Johnny Depp is Gomez. Mm. You he, think he'd do it though? I do. They're friends. Um, oh, okay. They've been, I mean, they've done how many films together? Um, yeah, they're great sure. friends. Uh, uh, yes, I do. I'm very curious about the cast. I'm very curious about the look of the film. Uh, I'm sorry, the look of the television show and you know, everything about it. And this is a new, um, way to go, you know, with, with things, because it was going to be a live action movie at one point and you know, an animated movie came out. And, you know, if you really enjoy the Adams family, if you're a fan of Charles Adams, this is, um, another outlook on it. So this I'm hope I'm hoping it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. And Tim I'm Burton's directorial debut on TV. Uh, TV. So it's like I'm looking forward also to the casting announcements. I think more so than other things right now. Right. So here's a little bit of sad news because yeah. this really was a great reboot. It was a good show. Disney's DuckTales the reboot will air their finale 90 minutes long entitled the last adventure on Monday, March 15th on Disney XD. But I you know how cool is it that they're getting a 90 minute finale? 
Yeah, that's awesome. You know, usually they don't even get a to end a series sometimes, you know, and, and here they are. It's like, it's almost like you're, a, a, it's a movie basically. You know, it's 90 mm-hmm. minutes if they play it all together. And we're going to talk about another animated show in a few minutes, but I'm thinking the only reason why this, because I mean, they had the ratings from what I'm told. DuckTales? Yeah. I think they, they priced themselves out. You know, they got big names. Possibly. And or you know what? B-listers, kind of. But, except about, for David Tennant. Sorry. Everything about the show is good. I mean, it was written well. It was, it was an excellent show. A lot of it was based off of Don Rosa's stuff. That and nice and looking an, animation. And it paid homage to the original. It, yes. it, it kind of... It kind of gave it, it did its own it, thing, like it, right? Yeah, but it it was you could watch it if you grew up on Ducktales. You could watch it with the, the next generation of, of like your children, right? You know, the, you can anything, have fun with it. I think it just ended because usually they they run a show three or two between two to four seasons Disney, and usually that's that's one of what I've noticed over the okay. years. So most likely that they never really like. I don't think they're going to plan on running it forever as much as we would have liked it to or right, longer. But it didn't, it didn't how seem, many, how many seasons was the original six? Um, I don't th- I think seven. No, I think less. Really? Less. Yeah. Okay. But, um, but, but, but back then, I mean, was that show on every day or something like that? Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking Disney back the afternoon, Disney afternoon in the eighties, you know, they, they did like, a lot of episodes for those things. Yeah. And Disney Afternoon was huge too. You gotta remember with all those other shows. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so farewell. Yeah, yeah. It's I'd like to see it come back eventually. Yeah. I mean I'm sure it will. Some capacity just hopefully not quack attack again. I couldn't get oh, into that. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't was, get into it. That was terrible. Yeah. That that was <laughs> So this weekend is Mezco Toys Fair, and they've revealed some interesting characters. Now, here's a character that is slowly making his way back, the crow. And it looks great. It's got, it looks like Brendan Lee. It's right. got, the, got the electrical tape. It's got the, the rope. That face right there. Beautiful. Looks like Brendan Lee. Yes, it, um, it is. Yeah, it's a mini it's, Brendan Lee. The the fabric, everything on this toy is great looking. Um, it's it's beautiful, and it's not just a toy. It's a beautiful. Um, uh, Tom, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a beautiful rendition tribute, I guess, to oh, Brandon okay. Lee. He was he was amazing in this movie. And honestly, I I always, I always say this to people, and this would have been the movie that really set him out there as an actor, because he does so many different ranges of emotions. Um, he was great in rapid fire with the martial arts, but this movie was just like incredible. He was incredible. And it's so funny. You brought this up. So I was just watching clips of it last night, but, um, and yes. here, who else is coming out? Cheers. Mike Clown. Myers. Yeah. But there's certain, like I've noticed Mexico's doing a lot with certain characters. He's one of them. Like Myers. Really? Yeah. Cause remember last week we were reporting on the, that's right. The small miniature? Yes. That's the right. doll. That's right. And now he has his one twelve figure. So so they're really they're really enjoying this license. <laughs> and right now, if you log on to Mesco, you can get the 
exclusive toy chest for $175. You can have a four points Popeye Krieg 13, which is their own character. I mean, mm -hmm. he looks cool. You know, he's got cable parts and a unique head and some other bag of cool stuff, really. Mm -hmm. So you've got some stickers, pins. Let's face it, folks. You're you're buying this for the is Popeye and, <laughs> and the Craig figure. So, and now here's another example: Superman. I'm still waiting for my '78 Superman, my Christopher Reeve one. I can't wait to review it, but I just got the shipping notice today. So, this thing, but he is he's built. another one. Yeah. yeah, he is built like he looks pissed off in that picture too. Um, <laughs> this is a nice then, picture. Yeah, for you. Bill and Ted to Excellent Adventure, folks. Five points, Bill and Ted with Rufus. That's nice. Yeah, I've always wanted my own miniature. George Carlin? George Carlin. He, yes. out of the, 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 the faces, he looks the best, George Carlin. Yeah. But these are, these are cool. Definitely. Very nice looking toys. And then um, that's so far as of this recording what they've announced. So hopefully we'll see more stuff coming up. And then our heroes on the half shell in disguise from NECA. How those masks, man, they're, they're just hilarious. <laughs> so the whole set, you get two sets of heads, you get the turtles, interchangeable hands, a boom box. Now, all those hats are removable. Also, the trench coats are removable. Oh. You get weapons for each turtle. You get the hare and the tortoise book, a pigeon, two pizzas, pizza slice, skateboard, a weird baseball cap. All this coming from NECA can be yours for the low, low price of $125. I like the fact that there's a pigeon in it. Yeah, right. It's just like a random thing, like. Well, I'm sure um, it's something to do with the cartoon. The, yeah, yeah, they do their research really well. But I, I just like that. It's, it's just. It's but I nice do like the fact that it's another, it's another time to get this version of Turtles. Like if you love mm -hmm. the animated series, you know you're gonna love this whole set. I mean, right. all four Turtles, bunch of accessories, in their disguise. I mean, you know, how many times did you see them go out with that mask on? Right, it's great. Yeah. I mean, this is this is what makes being a collector so much fun right now. Right. You know, goofy, goofy stuff like this. And along with NECA, they've also teased a new Doc Brown from Back to the Future 2 with a case full of money. This is actually really cool. Um That like the different the different years with the, the masking tape for the money, I yeah. Like that. That's that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, this is the cool stuff about being a collector. Like a kid that probably knows about Back to the Future, just be like whatever. But it's these finite details that that make collecting so incredible lately. Sorry, Tom. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is a uh, and it looks just just like out of the movie. Here, you want to take this one? Of course. Dun, 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 dun. So NECA will be releasing images, as you see, of Bruce the Shark from Jaws, the Jaws movie. Um, this looks to be like the next figure in their classic Toonie line, because he's kind of has a um, cartoony look to it. 
The other tuning figures NECA has been done are the six inch figures. So um, I like how they have the poster with the Toonie jaws. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see a close up of that face, though, like, you know, f- from the eyes. Or It's coming. It's coming, yeah. Look at the teeth on that thing. Yeah, it looks cool. I mean, there is, I mean, you can, you know, throw a stone and hit a Bruce the Shark figure. I mean, McFarlane's done it. NECA's done it. Yeah. Um, people love Jaws. There, there's their fan base for that, too. So it's like, you know, I'm sure this will be this will be popular. Here, take uh, this one, too. Yeah. Oh, and, are you done? Oh, no, I was about to do this. Yeah. So uh, NECA. This this thing is beautiful. They've announced the Universal Monsters, and they have announced Frankenstein and Bela Lugosi's Dracula, as well as um, the Mummy played by Lon Chaney. I'm sorry, the Mummy is played by Bar- Boris Karloff. My apologies. Here we have Boris Karloff's Frankenstein, and it is absolutely gorgeous. It is the detail. This, I mean, just look at the coat. I mean, the- you you expect this level coming out of NECA, but their character selection is. is- Beautiful. You, you you have the scar on the head, you have the bolts on the neck, and on that thumb, it looks like that little uh, crease on your thumb. So there's so much detail. Then you got the shackles and the coat with the folds in it. It's just like just it looks like Boris Karloff as Frankenstein. And you know, while my favorite Universal monster is the creature from the Black Lagoon, this looks great. I mean, this is just a nice looking toy. Now, how do you feel about it being black and white? I mean, I eventually, I'm sure we'll get a color version. But I, I think you know what? It's fine. The movie is black and white, so in, in a way, you're 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 sticking true to the roots. Um, do a color version that would be cool too. And and you know, here we have the one for Dracula. Although I'm not really sure why there's a giant bee on it. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, just a little tease. We got the coffin, uh, but you know, Universal monsters. They're they're awesome. So um. I did. I think I saw a picture of of the mummy, and he looked pretty sweet too. So the, these are going to be great. And speaking yeah. of great, Tom, now here's a character that has always been popular. He's not really making a comeback, but he has been announced for Origins, Masters of the Universe Origins, and it's Faker. Was his sword always red? Yes. Really? Even even with the He's, original one. Yeah, he was always well actually the original one was orange. This one's more um gingerly, if you will. You know, he's got the red hair, you know, um skeletal chest armor, you know, blue body. But the sword was always was that always red? Yeah, it was well, for this version it's red. For the original version it's orange. Oh, I I don't remember. I just remember the blue figure. So Fager Origins is you can order them right now in uh, Big Bad Toy Store. And speaking of Faker, like I said, he's a favorite now. Can't trust. Well, always, face. always a favorite, but like I don't know. For me, he, I, I've heard a lot of different people talk about him, but for me, he's just he's just a robot of He-Man. He's the, biz- the Bizarro He-Man. See, that's how I always pictured him. Just he's right. a robot, so he's a little bit more intelligent. <laughs> but Faking Filmation is a new documentary that will 
kickstart April 6th from our friend Rob McCallum and James Etock from Serial Geek. The new documentary, Faking Filmation, documents the story of James Etock's attempt to recreate a filmation original. And it also tells the story of Saturday morning cartoons. Sorry, Rob, I hope I did it justice. Now, I've seen, I've actually seen, uh, not the documentary, but uh, James E. Talk's uh, Faker cartoon. It really feels like a filmation cartoon. Uh, he should take a bow because it's, it's very well written. It, it's actually, it's cute. It's exactly what a He-Man episode from Filmation is. Now, check this out. Universal holds the rights to the Masters of the Universe Filmation cartoon. They sent James Etock a cease and desist letter. So, I don't know who's seen this, but he can't go public with it. So, that's part of faking Filmation. We're going to talk to Rob... Uh, pretty soon, actually, in the next couple of days, he's going to give us a rundown about the Kickstarter and the whole story, really. I'm so happy somebody is finally making a documentary and actually addressing Saturday morning cartoons. I miss them. I want a definitive reason. There's a million reasons why we don't have them anymore. But I, Rob is a fantastic filmmaker. I can't wait to see this. Yeah. I'll be right there with him April 6th supporting this. So April 6th, faking filmation. Log on to Kickstarter. And also I want to throw out a quick plug. Action Figure Adventure, which thank you, Rob, again, that I actually am a part of in a small way, is now available on Blu-ray. You can order it from Big Bad Toy Store. So if you love toys, if you love documentaries about toys, I know where we pimp out a lot of stuff here, but this is a fantastic film. It's it has heart. You know, it's not all about plastic figures that we love. This movie has heart. So please support them. Grab yourself a copy, enjoy it. You won't regret it. Uh, this is awesome, Tom. The Power Rangers Turtle Figures? Yes. Based I on the IDW book. When I first saw it, I was like, is this what I think it is? Because I didn't think that was a turtle in a Power Rangers suit, but these are really cool. Yeah. So, so it seems like Hasbro may be releasing the figures under the Boom Lightning Collection banner. Um, green. Well, the Lightning, yeah, the Lightning series for Rangers is... Kind of like the Star Wars Black series? Exactly. Okay. Just for Power Rangers. And so now, if they're doing it in this form, I can't wait to see these figures. You know what? I just realized that um, we have the Black Ranger turtle and then his helmet and what his shell looks like. I didn't realize that until now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm then, glad they included the shell. And then the uh, Green Ranger Shredder might be a fan exclusive. So here we have the Shredder as the Green Ranger. I had never read this, so I, I do want to, but I really like the way they look. And here are the regular Rangers. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. They um kind of remind me a little bit of the Batman Turtles crossover figures. Mm -hmm. Those were good, although I wasn't too crazy about the way the Turtles looked. 
in the Batman film. I thought they were a little too human-like. Okay. But these figures I'm actually excited to see. I, I think these will do great. That would be a nice piece to your turtle collection, too. Yeah. Uh, for a turtle fan, you know, it's like, how cool is that? Yeah. And here's something that came out of nowhere. Batman 89 and Superman 78 are getting their own comic series. That's a great concept. Yes. Um, so they're going to be digital comic books. Is that correct? They're going to start off as digital, and then in October, they're going to collect all the the whole series into one. So that time? Yeah. Okay. I, you lost sound. Um, so that you said, just to recap, I lost sound on you. They're going to be collected then in a intro graphic novel, right? In October, cool. Uh, so what's interesting is we have Sam Ham who wrote the script for Batman writing yeah. the issues, and then the art would be by Joe. How do you pronounce that last name? Uh, Kinones. Kinones. Um, so the fact that Sam Ham is writing it is pretty cool, especially since he did such a great job with the, the, the 89 version. Yeah, and um, I believe Robert Venditti also did an episode of Smallville. Okay, I would have been, I don't know if he's alive. Was it uh, Mario? Who wrote the Superman script? Um, Puzo. Yeah, Mario Puzo. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if he wrote it? I don't know if he's alive though. Yeah, I don't. But you know, if they stick to the um... he died after seeing uh, uh, Godfather Three. <laughs> no, nah, I shouldn't make fun of. Him. I'm sorry. If they, uh, you're gonna find a horse head in your bed tonight. If they, um, if they stick to the root and the heart of the of those films and tone, then those comics should be great. Definitely. And then McFarlane Toys. I don't know why I didn't mention this before. Here's um, updated pictures of the Gunslinger and the Redeemer. These colors remind me of the um, Doctor Fate figure. They're they're blue and yes. yellow. Right, it's not just me who thinks he's that. The, no, definitely, he's their heaven figure. Okay, so. the details then, on the wing, and then oh, I'm sorry. Go on. I was going to just say the details on the wings. I mean, you can really tell the feathers, and the, you know, it's a quite, it's very, uh, you know, it's very detailed. Yeah, it's an excellent figure. I'm These colors big, are really nice. Yeah. I'm a big fan of this character too. Like he's gone toe to toe with Spawn, and then the Gunslinger. McFarlane has said that that's his Punisher or Lobo. Interesting. Yeah, he does have a cool look, though. I like. I love the hat. Reminds me of Slash from Guns. Yes, Guns. I was thinking that, and I was thinking of that. I was thinking that coat. Is that a trench coat? Yeah, they should all be in a band. Did the trench coat though makes me think of Michael Jackson from the eighties? Oh, okay. Just just because you're not seeing the whole coat, it looks right. you know it looks like a regular length coat. Because you don't see the 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 end of the of the trench coat, but it's in. But yeah, the top hat. I was thinking the same thing. It's like slash. So Fan Friday from Hasbro Pulse gave us a couple of cool announcements. We I'm going to start with my favorite one of the bunch, Doctor Doom from Battle World. And there's been some discrepancy amongst fans. Now, according to the official listing, that's supposed to be Thanos' skull and spine. However, some people are saying that it's... Reed Richards? God Doom. Oh. 
from was, the, from Battle World. I was wondering, what, you know, about the the skull and the spy, and I'm thinking that's so random until you pointed out there's a a character behind it. Right. Yeah. So, it's not. Yeah. I was like, that's so not, weird. It's on Doctor Doom just being like, "You're dead now." <laughs> yeah. Reed Richards. A happy red skull. Yes. Yes. Even he has happiness. Hello. I have the cosmic cube. <laughs> I'm very happy. Damn you, Captain America. Uh, and this is a bill of figure, I take it. No, the bill of figure will well, be. Well, go back. Zemunu. If you go back, see the, the. But he's got the head of it. I mean, that's what I'm sorry. He's part of the build a figure collection because he's got the head of. Zemunu. Yeah, this whole wave is the. Okay. Figure. Yeah. But since you mentioned it, it's Zim, Zemnu. Zanadu? I don't know. He's Zemnu. Apparently, he's he goes way back into Marvel lore. Like he was around the same time they created Groot. I've never. I'm gonna be honest. I've never heard of him. But yeah, I mean, and he's he almost came like, out of a, nowhere. like a frost giant Hulk in a way. Would have... Well, apparently, Hulk has fought him. He okay. actually reminds me of the Wendigo. Yes, I was thinking that too. And along in that wave will include an AIM science scientist supreme and Lady Deathstrike, Arcade with two heads, and Dormammu. He's come to bargain. Yeah. I love that part in the movie. And then the Walgreens exclusives were announced also. Quasar, who came out of nowhere. I this is a great figure. The cape is like it's like a Starfield. When you look at the back of the cape. Yeah. Yeah, that's of nice. It. Yeah. That's pretty much I'm sure that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. But this is a great figure. I I may actually uh track one down at Walgreens. Mm-hmm. And then Nova is also a Walgreens exclusive. And I don't know what that thing is. I'm, I think I'm it's just a separate helmet? Or maybe... I don't know anything about Nova. No, so. with wings? No, I've, ne- I've mm, never seen know. him. Maybe I mean, it's like some a, kind of... Yeah, that's a, new, that's a new gimmick for Nova. Maybe if anybody knows what it is, they can write us, because I'm, I'm not familiar with Nova, to be honest with you. Now, here's some weird ones. Tony Stark AI. Yeah, I don't like the way that one, the head looks. Yeah, yeah, I don't... I don't understand it. Maybe I'm like missing the, out on it looks some like the, issues. The worst custom ever. But here's here's something cool though. He comes with an additional armored head. That's so you can have your own classic Tony Stark from Yeah. You know, nice. Yeah. And then here's Cosmic Warrior Captain America. He's pretty cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I don't know. I guess you gotta be a really hardcore. Well, you know what it also has a look of, of like one of like the Japanese TV shows. If they like, they had the Japanese Spider-Man show, and um, where Spider-Man kind of turned into like the had that giant robot and whatnot. Right. This kind of reminds me of like they had a they created their own Captain America show, and you know maybe he would be like this and and some kind of like Power Ranger outfit kind of thing. Yeah. And now here's a character I'm very unfamiliar with: the Hood. Right. Now, we were talking about this before. We were saying how the the cloak made me think. I was thinking of Doctor Strange. Right. You know, he just forgot the rest of his outfit. But I, I don't, I'm not familiar with this guy. Yeah, me neither. I have no idea where he just came out of left field from that. Mm-hmm. But 
he looks kind of cool. You know, he, he can fit very well into your Marvel line of figures. Yeah, and if you needed um, just like a random looking person, take the cloak off and you have a random looking action figure for whatever you were doing. Customizers. He'd be a big yeah. tool for customizers. Yeah. So let's get into some other interesting news. The Invincible trailer just came out this past week. Looked incredibly exciting. I cannot wait for March 26th, which will include the first three episodes on launch day. Now, do you think this image right here gives too much away? No. If you read the well, book, yes. If you read the book, yes, exactly. If you read the book and know what's going on, then yeah, it's appropriate. Okay. But if you have no idea, then it just it looks like Omni Man's the hero. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> and this just came in. Ian just brought this up to our attention. So oh, yes. Thundercats Roar meets DC Comics. So that is Aquaman and Mera, if you cannot tell, folks. Um, I'm Tommy, I'm just gonna come out and say this. It's fugly. I do not like the look of this. I I just want to know if it's a comedy. Because normally if, if that, it is, I'm not that laughing. type of animation style is from what I've seen so far, it's like I've never seen it serious. I but could be wrong. Isn't the line the Thundercats promotion um, animation sort of like this? Thundercats Roar was exactly like this. Okay. That's why I'm wondering if it's supposed to be like goofy. And but that was serious, though. Slapsticky. No, it was. Goofy. Oh, it wasn't. Okay. Thundercats so, Roar was a veil attempt at making Teen Titans go. Oh, gee. No, no, no. Teen Titans go. I mean, so, that's. so great. That's. Yes. Here's the thing I don't like. Uh, don't all, repeat that formula. Yes. Like, look at his eyes. I don't like the little. Whatever they did for his eyes. His hand is ridiculous looking. Um, just it's yeah, it's it, the kitty style right it, now. It's I, like, I'm, I'm thinking right now, if it's not a comedy, they're trying to go for a, an extremely young audience, or this is just a cruel joke and it's not April Fool's first, April Fool's Day yet. Because I, I just can't please take it off the screen. I can't even look at it, Tommy. <laughs> I don't like it. So, yeah, so Thundercats so, Roar apparently, the creator of that show hated the Thundercats. Or he probably still does. He, from the story I heard, he used to tease his brother because his brother was a huge fan of Thundercats. He didn't like Thundercats. And so, well, we all know what happened. He pitched a show that he hated, made fun of the license, and now is canceled. So he took sibling rivalry to the ultimate level. That's one way. His brother, he, he, he busted his brother so much for liking it. His life goal was to take his brother's favorite toy line and ruin it for him. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. That is like Lex Luthor style thinking and planning when you really think about it. But look at the waste of money, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could have you could have done could have made a decent show. Yes. Instead of like, why? You know what? I'm not gonna. Go into the basics of it, but I mean, yeah, we could say, oh, so he took a concept and just ruined it. But there are people out there that actually Probably, thought this was it. a great idea. Yeah. So, but to purposely ruin it, just like I don't think he. I think he set out to make a Teen Titans go. 
Okay. All right. I, you know, I, and and the I'll be honest with you. The hardcore. I love Teen Titans. Go oh, ahead. I love that show. The hardcore Teen Titans audience out there hates that show. Here's the thing. I, I that's probably correct what you said. I, I like I like the idea that he just went to to piss his brother off. I'm gonna go with that version <laughs> because I think that's something I would maybe do to my siblings. But um, yeah, Teen Titans Go is such a great show. I love that show. Yeah, I, waffles. Yeah, waffles. <laughs> uh, I want to end on a nice note. I just want to say a happy birthday to someone that has touched the He-Man and She-Ra community, Mr. Larry Dottilio. It would have been his 73rd birthday this past week, and I, I've met him. I was fortunate enough to meet him. We had dinner together, a fantastic human being all around. He shared so much stories of He-Man and she with me. I, I wish I had a tape recorder to remember that moment. So, Larry, wherever you are, thank you. Happy birthday. I mean, this man it was incredible. He pretty much wrote a lot of our childhood also. He was one of those gifted writers. You know, he not only did the original She-Ra, he wrote some of the best episodes for both versions of He-Man. You know, I mean, he created Granamir, you know, one of the greatest characters in He-Man Masters of the Universal lore. Hmm. So happy birthday, Larry, wherever you are. And that does it for another... Exciting, spoiler-full episode of Toy Lines. So come back next week, please. We have we're gonna have an incredible show for you next week. You're not gonna believe it. So I just want to uh, go over my list real quick. Thank you to Brian Salvatore for our intro and outro music. If you're looking for something, forget the scammers. Head on over to hashtag Collectors Helping Collectors. Thank you to Scott Knightlick at Spectre Creative. We are now on YouTube. Please tell a friend. Hit that subscribe button. Ring that bell. Let everybody know. Because the more people that can join the conversation, let's face it, folks. We're all in this together now. Now you're stuck with us. <laughs> join, join the conversation at toyspodcast at gmail.com. We are on every podcast platform, Apple, iHeart. Please subscribe. Give us a rating or do both. Enjoy our newest show, Rocketeer Radio, with oh. our host, Ian Westoff. Thank you. And, and I run a little thing called People of Eternia. Yeah, that's... Don't don't sell yourself short, Tommy. That, folks, that's the show to go to for anything He-Man related. It's getting um, bigger. We're, Tom, we're, we have some stuff down the pipeline. Tommy had been working on this for so long. And he's been so patient with it. That's the thing. I, I was not patient. I was like, dude, when can I launch? When can I launch? And you've been very patient building your show and getting your your inform who what you want to do and, and all that. So he has so many things planned and in store for He-Man fans. I'll be honest with you. I'm loving it. I'm really loving it. I'm getting to meet new people, people that I've never talked to. I've I've had the best episode right now is out featuring Danielle Galerta, Penny Dreadful herself. She writes the bios for Masters of the Universe. Great. I mean, it's one of my favorite, one of the best interviews I've ever done. So 
please do yourself a favor, log on to it. It is getting better. We're getting higher and it just join us. If you love He-Man, <laughs> join us. And Rocketeer Radio. I believe Ian does it from a cafe of some sort. Yeah. With a dog. In the attic of a dog. It's you know, you know, that's if you want to see the pictures of all the cool stuff we're talking about, please log on to toy-lines.com. You can see what we're talking about, latest toy reviews, some commentary. I know we've been, you know, lacking on the articles, but I just went back to work, so time is crazy. If you like what you see here, and if you're inclined to do so, please support the channel. Buy a t-shirt. You can go to teespring slash toylines slash store slash hyphen two. I don't know why we're still working on getting that, but <laughs> yeah, we're also going to be coming out with um, people of Eternia shirts. Nice. And there's a whole line of clothing for Rocketeer Radio. <laughs> so if you love the Rocketeer, please buy a shirt. Follow us on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, at Toy Lines, Facebook, at Toy Lines, or Toy Shelf Magazine. I'm Tom Romero. I mean, what's stuff? Play with your toys. Waffles. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Marvelous Joe. And I'm his twin brother, Johnny DC. And together, we host the Dynamic Duel Podcast, a weekly show where we debate who has the superior characters between Marvel and DC, which we help prove through stat-based simulations of battles between your favorite Marvel and DC characters. We also review the latest Marvel and DC films to hit theaters. We'd love to have you come listen as we have a blast every Tuesday. Check out Dynamic Duel at dynamicduel.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Did you watch the X-Men cartoon as a kid? Did you buy Spider-Man number one the day it came out? Did you collect superhero trading cards and action figures? Then have we got the podcast for you. That's right, it's... Wizards, the podcast guide to comics. The exciting show where Adam, that's me, and Michael, that's me, will take you through the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine, one issue at a time. We have so much fun reliving that crazy time of chromium covers and speculative comic book buying. Plus, we get to see where this whole hubbub about superhero movies really began. So we invite you to join us every other week on the Retro Network podcast feed. We can't wait to go back in time and uh, flip through those comic books you used to read. So we'll see you then. And until next time, keep your books bagged and boarded. Uh -huh.